Welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is WandaVision mid-series Nerd Out. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. Hey! The wild, yet elusive Jekka! <laughs> Interesting. Okay, the uh, rambunctious Bob! Hello! And burn, Brady Bird! No om nom, Shavar. Hey, folks! Thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, we're going to be talking some WandaVision a little later, but we're also going to be talking Tom Holland is saying Spider-Man 3 is the most ambitious superhero solo film ever. The Matrix 4 title might have been leaked. Ewan McGregor says he's more excited to play Obi-Wan Kenobi now than he was first cast. Steven Spielberg is worried about the movie theater industry and a whole lot more, so make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say. Plus 10 nerd XP to you. <laughs> we love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning some nerd XP. <laughs> but in the meantime, I guess we should say why we're not doing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom like we said we were going to do uh, last. Because the Temple of Doom sucks. Um, because WandaVision uh, kind of did some crazy things on us, and it's like, no, we got to talk about this. Yes, we need to talk some WandaVision. We just felt it was needed. We'll put uh, we'll put uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune on the uh, back burner, and we will get to it eventually. Or never. <laughs> hey, I actually like Temple of Doom. It's that not explains bad. a lot. It's the uh, worst of the three. Up to one. No. You are so amazing. No. It's the second worst of the four. No, no, I'm going to say it's the worst, but it's still awesome. You know, it is. You're right. It is still awesome. But we're not talking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, we are going to be talking some WandaVision, and that is going to be a, a lot of fun. But in the meantime, let's talk to Jekka. What's nerdy with you? What have you been up to? Oh, um, I may have mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but I'm lately literally binge reading a series called, um, so it's by Megan Whalen Turner. The whole saga is known as The Queen's Thief. Um, the first book is called The Thief. It actually won a Newbery Medal of Honor. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so I've been like binging this book series. I'm on the fourth book. You know, and I only started yesterday and I'm like halfway through, but it was really bad today because I made the mistake of like looking at the clock and being like, oh, I got, I'm working from home late a lot thanks to COVID. And I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, I got 10 minutes. I'll just read a little bit. Yeah. Bad move. Um, I had to hide the book for myself. <laughs> I, I kept wanting, like kept picking it up. And not focusing on my work, so I had to hide it from myself. Um, That's funny. Yeah. How do you how do you hide something from yourself? You just lock it away or something? <laughs> so Give it to a cat. I actually, yeah. I just like I actually put it on my bookshelf in a way that I couldn't see it. 
Jekka has my bookshelf is kind of against the wall. So if I have to go into, like, I don't work in my room. Um, I have like a desk out in my main living room area. So that's where I mostly work. But like my bearded dragon is in my room. So I'll run in there and say hi to her <laughs> a lot <laughs> and get her out to run around. So I just like hid my book on my bookshelf in a way that I couldn't see it every time I come in. Funny. So yeah. That is funny. Yes. Well, sometimes sometimes you got to focus on work. Yeah. So, but it really is like after work, instead of like watching movies or playing video games, I just grab the book and sit on the couch. And then like four hours later, I'm like, oh, I should probably go to bed. Or if, <laughs> or sometimes it's like four hours later, I'm like, okay, well, that was a, I'm done with that book. Whoo, what a ride. Okay, but now yeah. time for the next one. <laughs> That's funny. Brady, what's nerdy with you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, rewatching season two of Umbrella Academy with the kid. Been doing that. Mm. Um, and then um, also I've been spending a lot of time. I'm kind of a video game nerd. So I've been playing this new game that came out in early access called Valheim by uh, Coffee Stain Studios, which has a great track record of the games they've put out. Um, so, yeah, basically I've been playing Viking and building building stuff and getting in ships and fighting monsters and that kind of thing. That's about it. That's what I've been doing in my spare time. Is that off of, off of uh, Steam or something? Yeah, it's in, it's on Steam Early Access right now. And okay. Coffee Stain Studios is the same company that puts out um, Satisfactory, which is a phenomenal first-person game. Um, it's <laughs> This is going to sound really exciting. It's supply chain management. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's you build a factory and... You know, all this stuff. So yeah. they put that out. They've got uh, Sanctum 2, which is like a first-person po- first tower defense game. Um, and they communicate really well, and they keep their games updated. They're great studios, seem like a great group of folks. So I don't mind tossing some money their way to uh, for early access. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been been a lot of fun. I've been playing with some friends and stuff. That's pretty cool. Staying up too late. And you're re-watching season two of Umbrella Academy, huh? Well, I just finished re-watching it. Uh, my wife oh, watched it. Wow. With yeah, it's... Uh, it's that show is just once again phenomenal. I can't say enough good it's things so about it. We are dragging through it. Well, we are dragging. We're uh, we're almost done with season one. It's been okay. two weeks. We're almost done with season one. Well, it's it's picking up. It's picking up. Yeah. We uh we uh we got some uh, feedback from Crystal. Okay. Our listener, and this is kind of funny. You ready for this? All right. Thanks for the shout outs on the last two podcasts. Yes, Umbrella Academy should be your next binge worthy show. I have also watched Lock and Key, which Jenna was talking about. (laughs) It gets good. It gets good. Which Jenna was talking about. It was very good, too. But I like Umbrella Academy more. And to answer Amanda's question. All four of her kids would be in her lap before the end of the first episode. I would not recommend it for children. And then she follows up by saying, Jenna Jenkins. Ah, it won't let me spell her name. <laughs> so, so she knows your name's Jekka. She, it's just, you know. I get Lock autocorrect, Crystal. I get it. Yeah, I it, did even when watch I type it on my phone, it still struggles with it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just having a hard time getting into Umbrella Academy, and I keep trying to, like, push to go faster. And Austin's like, it's 9.30. I'm old. It's time for bed. Look, some of us have jobs (laughs) that require us to wake up early. 
So yes, nine thirty. You're just on not on non podcast nights. I I try to get to bed a little early. So yes, yes. But anyways, anyways, let's talk some nerd news. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, DC's The Suicide Squad is complete, and James Gunn says it's 100% his vision. Director James Gunn has confirmed that The The Suicide Squad has been completed, and he is praising Warner Brothers for not interfering with the film. Gunn has had 100% complete creative freedom to do what he has wanted on this film. In a response to a fan on Twitter, Gunn said, the Suicide Squad, quote, is fully finished and cut, and I made every single choice, and Warner Brothers never once, even slightly, interfered. They gave very few notes. They were unusually good and minor and I took them if I uh, if I wanted to and didn't if I didn't want to. Warner's was creatively amazing, end quote. So James Gunn was responsible for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy films, and those were outstanding. So I think it's going to be cool what Gunn does with a team of supervillains. And previously, Gunn has said that making The Suicide Squad has been the most fun film he's made so far quote they're all challenging guardians of the galaxy volume one was scary because i didn't know if people would get the vibe guardians of the galaxy volume two was the hardest because of my mental state and the suicide squad is the most complex and biggest but also the most fun so far so here's the synopsis of the film Welcome to Hell, a.k.a. Bell Reeve, the prison with the highest mortality rate in the U.S. of A, where the worst supervillains are kept and where they will do anything to get out of, even join the super secret, super shady Task Force X. Today's do or die assignment, assemble a collection of cons, including Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Captain Boomerang, Ratcatcher 2, Savant, King Shark, Black Guardian, or Black Guard, excuse me, Javelin, and everyone's favorite psycho, Harley Quinn. Then arm them heavily and drop them literally on the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Trekking through a jungle teeming with militant adversaries and guerrilla forces at every turn, the squad is on a search and destroy mission with only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. And Amanda Waller's government techies in their ears tracking their every movement. And as always, one wrong move and they're dead, whether at the hands of their opponents, a teammate, or Walter herself. If anyone lays down bets, the smart money is against them, all of them. So Suicide Squad is coming out in theaters and HBO Max on August 6th, 2021. So I really am hoping for the best, but Warner Brothers got the message from the first Wonder Woman is to let the let creatives have more control. And I think we've learned from Wonder Woman 1984, just not too much. And so with 
little to no feedback. I'm, it makes me worried. It makes me very worried. <laughs> James Gunn being uh, James Gunn making this movie uh, kind of piques my interest, makes me want to see it. I've never really, and I've said this before, I've never really been that much of a DC person. But my my hesitation on this one is if if this comes out and it gets phenomenal reviews, and I'm like, yes, I want to see that. Am I going to have to go back and watch all the ones beforehand no, <laughs> in I order to so. in order to really get this? Or okay. Nah. Yeah, that's that's my question because I I I wouldn't mind seeing this. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm really curious, but yeah, as long as I don't have to go back for the backstory and watch a bunch of ones that I'm not really interested in. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, James Gunn rocked it with Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was if if you remember when that movie came out, it was such a different vibe than every superhero film that's ever come out, and he nailed it perfectly, right on the head. Uh, and, uh, I kind of view the Suicide Squad as basically, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but just with, like, psychotic villains as opposed to <laughs> psychotic weird heroes. So, I'm all for it. Let's bring it on. So, I think it'll be a lot of fun. The, them dropping them on an island and having guerrilla warfare, I think, can be a really interesting take, and I really look forward to it, but as I said, I'm going in trying to keep my expectations low because if they exceed them that's wonderful but if they disappoint me i'm not too bad off yeah we'll be all right all right moving on tom holland is saying spider-man 3 is the most ambitious solo superhero film ever so tom holland is building up the hype for marvel's upcoming film spider-man 3 which is currently in production we know that the film will include some huge events as we are going to see Spider-Man find himself on an adventure through the multiverse where he will apparently come across other versions of Spider-Man and other villainous characters that were introduced previously in other Spider-Man movie iterations. So in an interview with Variety, Holland was looking to get fans pumped up by teasing, quote, I can't say that it's the most, or I'm sorry, I can say that it's the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. You sit down, read the script, and see what they're trying to do, and they're succeeding. It's really impressive. I've never seen a standalone superhero movie quite like it. And I'm just, you know, again, that lucky guy who happens to be Spider-Man in it. We got a lot more shooting to do. We started before Christmas and shot like for seven weeks. We stopped for the Christmas break and then we're starting again. And I'm just as excited as everybody else to see it, let alone to be a part of it. End quote. So Holland is joined in the film by Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Uh, We're hearing that Andrew Garfield as his version of Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is also said to be returning as his Spider-Man. Kirsten Dunst supposedly is returning as Mary Jane Watson. Uh, Emma Stone could be reprising her role as Gwen Stacy. Uh, And that's on top of Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. Uh, Alfred Molina coming back as Dr. Octopus. And in addition to those big names, some news outlets are starting to report that William Dafoe 
who played the Green Goblin in the original Spider-Man film, has been seen walking around the set of Spider-Man 3. So maybe we're going to get another baddie on the big screen again. So who knows? But Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige previously teased how WandaVision and the multiverse will impact the events of Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, saying, quote, the biggest clue is the title of the second Strange movie. That's the biggest clue of where the multiverse of madness is taking us and how we are exploring that. So, Spider-Man 3 is supposedly coming out December 17th, 2021. I hope it does. Same here. Yeah. That's a mighty bold claim that it's the most... I mean, he was like 11 or 12 when uh, <laughs> when Iron Man 1 came out. So I, I, I don't know if he had a real appreciation for how ambitious that was. But, you know... That's a I, sick I'm, burn. That's a sick <laughs> burn from Burn Brady Burn. I'm pretty sure he's he's well versed in it, and uh, and I I I hope he's right. I mean, looking. I mean, you look at it on paper, and it's looking really solid. You know, I mean, we don't we don't have the full storyline yet or any of that, but I mean, just the talent that's involved in this is going to make it. You know, a blockbuster just to see everybody there yeah. together. Um, you know the Spider-Man movies have. There's a great history with those with those most recent two already. Um, yeah. Homecoming and Far From Home were both phenomenal. This one looks good, and with all the money they're throwing at it, and the scrutiny that they know that they're under making these. Yeah. They have to make. Well, you know, the same could have been said for a couple other series, but but they have to know that the decisions they're making and and how they're going to play out. They, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great, you know, and to say that it's the most ambitious one. I mean, that's a bold claim, you know? So is the title for this one. So we had homecoming far from home. Is this one going to be witch home? Right. (laughs) Returning home. Not a bad idea. Returning home. Or go home. (laughs) Home I think before we like toyed with home run and I was like, I would like that. Yeah. So what is this turning out to be like a Spider-Man and Sp- Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man versus uh, Doc Ock, Green, Go- Green Goblin and Electro movie? Is that what this, is? That a, it very well could like be. Some, like a good guy team up versus bad guy team so, up? So hold on. We had the Sam Raimi um, Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Then we had the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. Now we're going to have the um, home, Sp- Spider-Home movies. Sure. <laughs> I thought Back it was to funny. the spider sack. I don't know. <laughs> I'm well, just excited for the prospect of William Defoe coming back. I really liked him. I really like he like when I think about the old Spider-Man, the previous Spider-Man movies, like <laughs> nowadays I'd probably yeah. watch it just for him. He did such a good job. So I hope those yeah, he stood are out. true. I would Defoe does a good job in pretty much wherever he goes. So true. Yeah, I I have burned into the back of my brain that creepy smile that he does in Spider-Man with his eyes all popping out like that. You know what I'm talking about. So what would be so awesome is if William Defoe is playing the character um playing the character in um in Tom Holland's universe. And then we have oh. um, Toby Maguire freaking out coming across him. Oh, yes. yeah. That now, something cool. that I think 
I think uh, I'm not seeing a lot of uproar about is uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy was killed at the end of Spider-Man <laughs> 2, our amazing Spider-Man amazing 2. Now, spoiler warnings, uh, of course, in case any of you guys are... Somehow what, missed those. Well, like not nine years? Nine years now? Seven years? You're not really yeah, a Spider-Man but, fan. But in the, in the multiverse of madness, I have a feeling things are going to be looping around and changing and doing all sorts of stuff. But but wait, I, but Amanda, are you... Were you I want to go back to what you said. Are you saying that maybe all these characters from these different Spider-Man movies will be like just normal, you know, okay. normal people so, in Tom Holland. And then they come across and they're like, Whoa, I'm this cool Spider-Man or I'm Doc Ock in this other universe. Okay. Is so what, what it is, is we know that there are parallel people in each universe. Yeah. So, um, we have Tobey Maguire gets sucked into Tom Holland's, spider-man universe and comes across william defoe and he's like ah, how are you alive and it it would mess with your head um we have um j jonah jameson running the spider-man equivalent of breitbart um oh <laughs> so <laughs> i mean this is going to get really interesting yeah. and I would really love to see, well, I guess the the sad part is, is Peter Parker can't sell his pictures to, to Jana, Jonah Jameson in his universe, in Tom Holland's universe. Yeah. I don't see why that's a problem. That was his main source of income when yeah, he was I know, in college. But, but now, now he can yeah. blog. <laughs> You blog. That's what, that's the what you spider do. blog. Yeah, Spider-Man TikTok or something. I don't know. Here's uh, here's something that I'd like to point out. In the main MCU, uh, J.K. Simmons' uh, take on J. Jonah Jameson would not work. He was way too much of an Alex Jones figure. He worked perfectly in the Sam Raimi films. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly. Um. But in the MCU, he comes off as ridiculously insane. I mean, even the very, very small clip that we got of him. So I Hi. think I think you hit it on the head when you said that he is going to be a Breitbart type character. Yeah. So and I uh, think they are going to expand more on that in the next movie. Go ahead. All right, we got a lot more to cover, so we're moving on. Check this out, folks. The official title of The Matrix 4 may have accidentally been leaked online. So The Matrix franchise is about to get a fourth film to be, to be released later this year, both in theaters and on HBO Max. And, well, it looks like we might know what the title of Matrix 4 will be thanks to a photo that has since been deleted online. And that photo was from the film's hairstylist, Amanda, how do you pronounce this name? Shanika Terry. Shanika Terry, who's showing off a gift that was given to her and the rest of the Matrix 4's production crew when the film wrapped. That gift was a special jacket she received from Lena Wachowski, who's directing the Matrix 4. And when you get a closer look at the tag, on the jacket, 
It features all the normal stuff a jacket tag would read, like size and material, etc. But it also features the words, The Matrix Resurrections. So, there we go. It looks like that maybe the title of the fourth film will be Matrix Resurrection or The Matrix Resurrections. So, the title does fit in with the titles of the other sequels, like The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions. And while we still have no story details... Uh, I'm still excited to, to be seeing it. This film is supposedly coming out on December 22nd, 2021, supposedly four days after Spider-Man three. We'll see if that, if these, uh, dates stick or not, but I don't know. The <laughs> matrix resurrections. What do you, what do you guys make of this? I think they, uh, they told the expanded story to the story that they didn't need to expand already. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about matrix two and three <laughs> which didn't happen no. yes 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 i am <laughs> and i think that uh that story that expanded story to the story that that expanded the movie that didn't need to be expanded was already expanded in the animatrix so which also didn't need to happen yes yeah. which also didn't need to happen so in my humble opinion as a as a nerd I personally think that if they're going to do this, they better have a darn good take on it. It needs to be the right script. We need to not repeat Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. <laughs> the Crystal Skull. We need to have more of a... We, we need to have Bill a Bill and Ted 3. Story. We need to have yes. more of a Bill and Ted 3. Yes. So if Matrix Resurrections is... That good. Well, everybody just referred to it as Matrix Two then, <laughs> right? Yeah. If it's that good, I very well probably will. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. We got a lot more to cover. Uh, reports are saying that Henry Cavill's Superman won't be in Shazam Two. So, despite plenty of rumors and the tease at the end of Shazam, Variety is confirming that Henry Cavill will not be appearing as Superman in Shazam 2. They say two of their sources with direct knowledge of the production and Cavill's schedule confirmed to them that Henry Cavill will not be in Shazam 2. The first film made many references to the superhero, then ended with Shazam convincing Superman to come to Billy's high school to show up a couple of bullies uh, who are making life hard for Billy's best friend, Freddy. And in the scene, Superman steps into the frame, but is only seen from the neck down. And he was played by stunt performer Ryan Hadley. Uh, well, Cavill was apparently originally supposed to appear in the first film, according to the director, David F. Uh, Sandberg, who said in a tweet, quote, halfway through shooting Shazam, the plan was still for Cavill to be in it. Scoopers could have scooped that and been right at the time, but wrong in the end, end quote. He also added that while there is no plan for Cavill to be included in the sequel, he's, quote, not going to comment on casting rumors for several reasons. One being you can't be sure about anything until it happens, end quote. So despite all of this, Cavill has made it clear that he is not done with Superman for good telling Esquire that he had not given up the role and that the cape is still in the closet and 
there's a lot I have to give for Superman yet, end quote. So last year, there were reports that he was in talks with Warner Brothers to reprise his role in future DC films, but I guess it won't be in Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which is due to hit screens in 2023. He can keep it in the closet for Shazam too. I just want Shazam. I don't need any other DC EU people coming and bugging and ruining Shazam. Let's keep it the Shazam people. But in the comics, Shazam and Superman are very closely interlinked. Like Superman was kind of Shazam's like mentor and big brother. And 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 for these movies, we don't need him. Why? Why? Just because you're butthurt over uh, DC movies? No. Because he's not no, necessary. I'm going to side with Amanda here. I feel like like I, the first one, I thought it was funny with the Superman cameo kind of thing. And that's kind of where it needs to stay. Like, I, I don't want Superman coming in and taking over, even in a mentor no. role, you know? So the whole thing yeah. is Shazam was about the family. And they're mentoring and helping and building each other. If you bring in Superman to be yes. the mentor, you lose that family mentoring dynamic. And that's so integral to the to the storyline in the movie that if you bring in someone else to be the mentor, you lose part of that. Uh, I, I'll have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> Look. Comics, Shazam, and Superman were always next to each other. Well, they, this is the movie, so we don't need it. <laughs> Let me ask you Excuse this, me. Austin. Does, does Shazam so actually have his own imprint? His own imprint? What do you mean? Does Shazam have his own title? His own comic book? Yeah, Shazam. Yeah, and uh, whose name is on the title of that comic book? All right, shut up, Bob. <laughs> well, and just what even are you trying to do to me? What was that, Brady? Even aside from that, you've got Zachary Levi, who's a phenomenal actor, yes, right? Yeah. He's he's he is he's one of my Amen favorite favorite actors. And then you know, if you brought Cavill in, you know, you've got Zachary Levi, and then you've got Cavill. Right? <laughs> so I'm not saying anything Levi, negative. Levi. I'm, I'm just just saying that you know, there's one's in a different class than the other. So you know, I think uh, here's part of the problem. Um, and this is uh, this is something that uh, Marvel has touched on a couple of times with their uh, their team up movies. When you have characters of different tiers, and every every comic book nerd knows that there are A list or B list or C list, and then you have your uh, kindergartners wearing capes. Um, when you have characters of different tiers going together, and Brady touched on this one character is going to overshadow the other unless the story is written right. And there's only so many stories that you can have Superman and or Henry Cavill's Superman and Zachary Levi's uh, Shazam in the same story and have it not only make sense, but have the characters balanced. I disagree, man. And, and, okay. And as Katie was if, talking about, if, not, if you've read Shadow Henry Cavill's Superman, if you've read the comics, it's Shazam and Superman 
they link up so well. It works so good. It's like Batman and Robin when it's done right. Not not the old crappy stuff. All right, we're moving on. I got the last one in. I got the last one in. It's not Robin. Shazam. I knew. I knew. 20 listeners whose eardrums just got blown out. Oh, yeah. Um, you gotta, uh, you're going to load balance that hey, one, Austin? Hey, Bobby. Bobby, I'm sorry, man. Amanda made Bobby me do it. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Hey. You do a, a spoiler new- warning there. All right. All right. I, I got the last word in. Okay. A new trailer. A new trailer has been released for Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Disney Plus. Has shared an awesome new trailer for the Mar- for Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which sees Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan back in the roles. Uh, the trailer is packed to the brim with cool new footage. The mismatched pair are military vets and former partners of Captain America who team up for a global adventure that will test their survival skills as well as their patience. And as you see uh, in the trailer, the two are going to need a little bit of that, uh, as it looks like they're going through some sort of like marriage counseling which is kind of weird but anyways uh it's been rumored that we might be uh involved with some sort of massive viral threat it's been speculated this viral threat could come from virus x the mad bomb or something else that will put the population in grave danger uh the falcon and the winter soldier uh is heading to disney plus on march 19th 2021 and the uh, the link to the trailer is in the podcast show notes, but for everyone else, let's take a listen and talk about it afterwards. Here we go. So, who would like to start? Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? 15 seconds to drop. So what's our plan? Great. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. The world's upside down right now. Where do we start? Playing. Oh yeah? What is it? Is you ready? Ready, ready? Here we go again, huh? We've been running hard on the job. Can't take that from us. Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? Ready? You ready? Oh. Ready? Ready? Is you ready? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Hello, girl. Kick your ass. See? That wasn't so hard. Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? ready? Okay. You say you ready. What are you doing? Whole squad ready. Ready. Are you having a staring contest? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Just blink, sweet Jesus. I mean, how old are you? Well, I'm actually older than you by a lot because I was frozen in time. <laughs> that's looking good it's uh it's gonna be a buddy cop thing where stuff blows up 
Um, the 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 like hype... every body cop show ever. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> the hype machine for this one through that trailer is pretty solid. I like the new livery for uh, Falcon. I don't. I I hope it's not going to be a worn out trope, you know, um, with just different skin. But it looks really good. I'm excited to see this one. I'm I'm more excited to see this one than I was to see uh wandavision so yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm excited to see this well it makes me think of um top gear and the grand tour with um the three guys where if someone isn't able to keep up they just leave them behind Uh, and i'm really liking that feel to it (laughs) every um everything i see about yeah haven't everything i see about uh this it keeps it keeps getting better and better looking like i wasn't super super excited about this because i didn't really know um where they were going to go with it exactly but but those scenes of falcon flying around that trailer boy that looks like something for the big screen and it looks like marvel is not holding back because they know it's going to be on disney plus and it, and it makes me uh, really excited to to see what else they're going to be doing because because honestly, I mean, we, we're I know we're talking Wandavision a little later, but we're about five episodes into Wandavision, <coughs> and uh, a lot of it still does kind of have a made for TV ish feel a little bit. Like they're starting to expand on that, but not in the way that this trailer showed. Like this thing was high octane going at it, so I'm loving it. What was I? I probably was the only one, but uh, Bucky, like when I first saw him, I was like, they got bones. They got Carl Urban on. Oh, his <laughs> he looked a lot like Carl Urban playing as bones from Star Trek. Like I threw him <laughs> for a loop and I was like, oh, no, that's Bucky. So Loki kind of missed the scruffy look that we were used to seeing with Bucky. So that might take me an episode to get used to. <laughs> but yeah. I was just like, bones, bones, what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm right with you, Austin, on the cinematic quality of it. Uh, if 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 I just saw that out of context, I would I would swear it was a movie trailer. Oh yeah, it does not yeah, it does true, not yeah. appear to be uh, TV budget on that. Yeah, yeah, it looks dang good. And you know that's one of the things I'm kind of <coughs> excuse me liking about Marvel's uh, latest TV stuff is that I mean even compared to the Netflix stuff uh, when Marvel had stuff there, the the current stuff looks movie theater quality um and and i think it's because they're they're maybe they're focusing on series as opposed to tv seasons and uh and i like that so anyways moving on speaking of marvel tv marvel is exploring the idea of a jimmy woo and darcy lewis x files like tv show (laughs) so marvel studios uh brought together Agent Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis for WandaVision, and fans have been enjoying watching the characters work together well. Writer and Teen Wolf actor Stephen Ford had an idea for a spinoff series inspired by the X-Files that would focus on the continuing adventures of these two characters, and the internet picked up on that idea uh, and gave it a lot of steam. And, well, Marvel... (coughs) Excuse me. Marvel smells money. Got to feed the mouth. That's right. So, mm-hmm. so it seems like Marvel is actually interested in exploring that idea. Stephen Ford recently shared on Twitter that Marvel is open to hearing out a pitch, and he's currently writing it. He said, "Quote, oh uh, wow! So 
we might have actually opened some doors on my Jimmy Woo X-Files idea. I'm spending the weekend writing the pitch. Can't express how much of an underdog I am in this scenario. So don't get too excited, but cross your fingers and thanks to everyone who made it possible. Bob, what do you think of this, man? Honestly, I think this is going to be awesome. There's a lot in the Marvel Universe that has yet to be explored. A lot of concepts uh, that really wouldn't fit more than a uh, more than just a token. Hey, there's a uh, there's an island of X Men out there um, that could really be addressed by something like this. And this is something that a um, that Agents of Shield was supposed to do, yes. but ended up not doing because they were the um, ABC and uh, the MCU were so bifurcated after that first season. Well, what's great about Darcy Lewis and um, Jimmy Woo is they're that both the actor and the actress are comedians. They they really get the idea of making it funny. But they can also hold serious tones. And so that makes for me much more interested in it because I think the actor and actress could really pull it off. Yeah, they're both very like dry sarcasm, dry sarcastic humor. You know, you know, you know what I just realized like a day ago is uh, the actor that plays Jimmy Woo. uh, His name is Randall Park. Do you guys ever seen The Office, the TV oh, show yeah. The Office? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember that that little <laughs> opening bit where uh, where Jim has like an Asian uh, friend come in and uh, tries to t- trick D- Dwight into thinking that I he's think that Asian. is him actually. That is him. That's the same guy. Yep. He's oh, like, oh, oh, good for you, Dwight, for not seeing you know Race. skin coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always I loved that. that one. I also like. Um, I I don't know why I never finished the movie that um, Randall Park did, where he likes this girl and the girl starts dating Keanu Reeves, <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to pe- compete for this girl with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> what movie is that? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the name. I just oh, don't I worry. Um, 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 give me a few minute or a minute, and I will find it on IMDb. I I think a kid interrupted, and I just never got back to it. But it was hilarious. <laughs> so I really like Randall Park, and I'm really hoping he, um, he they get this uh, show off the ground. Yeah. All right, let's move on because we got a couple more. Ewan McGregor says he is more excited to play Obi-Wan Kenobi for the upcoming Disney Plus TV show than when he was originally cast as Obi-Wan for Star Wars Episode One. So Ewan McGregor is excited to get back into the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi again for the upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars series that's currently in development. In fact, he's more excited to play the character now than he was when he was first playing him in the prequel trilogy. During a segment on Eddie Izzard's charity marathon, McGregor shared his enthusiasm about reprising his role as the Jedi Master, saying, quote, It'll just be great to play Obi-Wan again. I did my last one 
in 2003, and it's such a long time ago, the idea of doing it again is more exciting even than, than it was then, I think. I'm thrilled to get a chance to play him again. It'll be interesting to do. Probably not so much blue screen and green screen, which I always find quite tedious to spend week after week in a blue environment or a green environment. But this should certainly be much more interesting for us. We start making it in late spring, and we're going to be shooting it here in L.A. It's so funny. Every week there's a new report. We were meant to be making it in Boston, but now we're shooting it in L.A., end quote. So there have been some rumors on the story saying that the series will primarily involve revolve around Darth Vader hunting for his former master, Obi-Wan. But this is yet to be confirmed. So honestly, I would think going back to Obi-Wan would be like getting to be an old friend again. It's like meeting mm. an old friend again. And so I think there's more excitement because he already knows who Obi-Wan is and can do that. And he's, I'm sure he's seen all of the yeah. developments through Clone Wars and they've just really expanded Obi-Wan so much through all of Clone Wars and stuff that I think it's exciting to go to this next chapter more so than it was not knowing who you're playing. Well, and seeing the, seeing the, you know, how the Mandalorian's done, um, you know, it's probably providing some excitement to him as well, because he's probably seeing that understanding what's, what's possible now through streaming services that wasn't way back when, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, really getting to flesh it out. And like you alluded to, Amanda, he's probably, he's got so much content now to, to build off of, but he's still got his, um, his affect to put on it. Yeah. I think that, you know, the possibility of being able to do that in in that in this streaming format over Disney Plus and, and knowing the resources they're putting at it, how could he not be really excited about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What and, is the. Oh, go ahead. Go, Chicken. And I was going to say, like, I, I think I remember a previous podcast when we were bringing up like a latest interview and like he was saying how he was excited to kind of like do that bridge gap between like when we last saw him in revenge of the Sith and then the Obi-Wan Kenobi we see in a new hope. Like he, you know, he's like going to be like trying to be that Obi-Wan in those like intervening years or something like that. Now that I say that, I'm like, wait, was that a quote from him? Or was that just like our wishful thinking? But, like, you know, I, I can see him like wanting to bet, like be that middle ground between those yeah. two Obi-Wans. Like, and, yeah, I'm, I'm actually super excited to see this. Well, I, like, yeah. I, um, you know, he mentioned the green screen and the blue screen. I, I um, yeah, I, I think you might be, uh, tapping into something, Amanda, that he, he's, he, it's fun to return to the character, but Brady, you also kind of mentioned the technology. I mean, he, he, he got to play around in star Wars, but with the, uh, the new technology, uh, the volume, which is that big, uh, the big, like, you know, three sixty degree screen that wraps around. Uh, the actors that they use for the Mandalorian. Now, now Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor gets to be in the Star Wars environment. Mm -hmm. And that would be so that, I mean, that would even get me excited. That'd be fun to play around in. 
I mean, that, that'd be a lot of fun to do. So he's 49 now. Alec Guinness was 63 in 1977. So we've got, we've got some time for you and to, to really give us some content on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Oh, does Luke go direct? Oh, yeah, he does. But does. Eh. Wait, I was just thinking of this. Did they take him directly to his aunt and uncle, or did Obi Wan spend oh. some time like running Ooh. with? Well, Luke? okay, wait, wait, wait. So, okay, now that you brought that up, <laughs> there has been like uh, rumors, story ideas, whatever, of Obi Wan meeting up with Yoda on Dagobah before dropping him off, and then. When you go into Empire Strikes Back, what does Luke say? He says, I don't know. There's something familiar about this place. That's that's what Luke says. Okay. So, anyway, okay. But we got, we got to move really on. Get, like another full, full series of, of, oh. <laughs> oh. of Obi-Wan and Luke, a.k.a. Mando and Baby Yoda. Yes. I see where you're going. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Steven Spielberg is worried for movie theaters and has shared his thoughts on why we can't let the industry die. So it's tragic to see how the pandemic has affected cinema over the past year, but it's not going to be like this forever. And director Steven Spielberg uh, has recently shared his thoughts on the powerful experience of watching movies in theaters and why cinema will never die. He recently wrote this little piece for Empire sharing his thoughts, saying, quote, in the current health crisis where movie theaters are shuttered or attendance is drastically limited because of the global pandemic, I still have hope bordering on certainty that when it's safe, Audiences will go back to the movies. I've always devoted myself to our movie-going community. Movie-going, as in leaving our homes to go to a theater and a community, meaning a feeling of fellowship with others who have left their homes and are seated with us. In a movie theater, you watch movies with the significant other in your life, but also in the in the company of strangers. That's the magic we experience when we go out to see a movie or a play or a concert or a comedy act. We don't know who all these people are sitting around us, but when the experience makes us laugh or cry or cheer or contemplate, and then when the, mo- and then when the lights come up and we leave our seats, the people with whom we head out into the real world don't feel like complete strangers anymore. We've become a community alike in heart and spirit, or at any rate, alike in having shared for a couple of hours a powerful experience. That brief interval in a theater doesn't erase the many things that uh, divide us, race or class or belief or gender or politics, but our country and our whole world feels less divided, less fractured after a congregation of strangers have laughed, cried, jumped out of their seats together all at the same time. Art asks us to be aware of the particular and the universal both at once. And that's why of all the things that have the potential to unite us, none is more powerful than the communal experience of the arts. When able, let's meet up at the cinema, end quote. So 
Wow. Um, I'll just say that uh, I was today years old when I realized that that's why I like going to the movie theater so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that like that was just beautifully put. Um, I didn't realize it. And I and as you were reading that, Austin, I was thinking back on the movies I saw last year when the pandemic hit. So I went I went and saw Bill and Ted's Face the Music. I saw Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984. I feel like there was one more, but I'm like, I don't know why I'm spacing on it. But for sure, like I saw all three of those movies in the theater after like when pandemic and all the lockdown went in. And you know what? Like, yeah, it really is a community. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Bill and Ted's Face the Music, I feel like my mom, my brother and I were laughing a lot harder than everyone else in the theater. we were certainly really enjoying it and I hope we were encouraging other people to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tenet, I felt like we were all confused. Wonder Woman 1984, we were just happy to be in a theater around Christmas, you know, like, but yeah, it was like, yeah, I definitely, it's worth keeping, I think, especially if like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's that weird thing where you're in that movie theater and you're with a bunch of strangers, but you have that bonding moment as you're watching the movie, you know? I'll be so, honest with you. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I've never really enjoyed going to the movies. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the movie. I enjoy um, spending time with whoever I go to a movie with because, let's face it, very few of us go to a movie alone. Looking at you, Austin. <laughs> I go. I go to dude. I've gone to so many movies by myself, and Austin does not understand it. I, what are you talking about? I go to I've been to I go to movies by myself if I want. If I want to see the movie, I go to the movie. What I have a problem with is having to sit in a ridiculously uncomfortable seat around a bunch of inconsiderate people who are talking on their cell phones and uh, basically eat subpar snack food. I'm all for the home cinema. I'm all for overpriced. And also, let me finish. (laughs) I am all for the industry evolving and uh, starting to push this stuff to our living rooms. Look at what they're doing with they did with Wonder Woman 1984. Start uh, monetizing on that. Start uh, putting out like. If you buy this, uh, if you buy a ticket, you can watch it on your TV and you get this popcorn at half price or something like that. So here's my thoughts on it. Um, It it kind of makes me think about how um, there is talk of um, people just want um, backyard honeybee keepers are keeping the honeybees alive. And so... What does that have to do with movie theaters? <laughs> you oh, she's getting there. Right before getting... I make a point. All right, sorry, go you for it. You just have no patience. All right, yes. She's going with this because I'm a biologist and I know what's going on in the bee world. So go on. <laughs> okay. Um, and so honestly, I think it's going to be people creating theaters in their basements that keep the theater feeling alive. Mm-hmm. Um we've gotten a projector and a projector screen and I have plans for the summer of having movie parties in my backyard. Mm, and and yeah, yes, so. we're doing it. Yeah. I don't care. And <laughs> it's fun. my family has done it. It's great. 
He, just, he, he doesn't believe it. He grew up in Iowa. He has no understanding that you can do this. Um, and, I can attest with Amanda. My family does it in the summers a lot, and it's way fun. And so it, it's going to be individuals that keep that community alive with that. And the industry may change, but there will be theaters left. They just might be home theaters. No, no. I, I don't agree with either of you. Or they may... I'm uh, just finally stopping. Look, the movie theater experience is sacred. I and, love and, it. And we no. can recreate that at home. Yeah, and we're doing the best we can. I love you just every... You the popcorn I love, machine I want. I think it's like... I, I didn't interrupt. Maybe I interrupted you, but I don't <laughs> know. But anyway, quite, quite down now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I love the movie theater experience. Everything about it. I love. I love standing in lines. I love. I love spending too much money on popcorn when I can just you know pop some in the microwave. I love everything. About it. I even love the little hokies that they use to kind of vacuum up the little uh, ridiculously uh, small carpet. And, you know, I always hear people that say they don't like movie theaters. They always go, there's always loud people on their cell phones. You know, I go to movies all the time. I never... He is the loud person on his cell phone. (laughs) He's the loud person on our podcast. (laughs) You know what? You know what? Amanda might have a point. (laughs) But but I I never see anybody regularly being loud and on their phone. I'm not loud and on my phone in the movies. Maybe during the trailers, but that's not during the movies. So, Sorry, Austin. I'm with you there on that. I like going to the movie theater. Um, We've never and really Bob, been if, I, I, like, so there, the theater in my hometown of good old Payson, Utah, in my opinion, has the best seatings. The best, the best seats. Like, I love going to my little stadium cinemas because the seats are just oh so comfy. And I have yet to find a place that has that same level of comfort for mm-hmm. good for just your basic movie theater ticket price. So yeah, it's one so I'm a I know like a Disney movie, Rayla and the Last Dragon. Yes. Which I find like side note, I find that kind of funny considering like there's the dragon prince and there's a character named Rayla and they're trying to rescue like the last, supposedly the last dragon. Anyways, but this is Rayla, very funny. Rayla. You know, I'm like, yeah, it was Rayla. You know, I was, I thought that was funny, but I'm excited to go see that in the movie theater, and I'm gonna try to coordinate it because I want to keep supporting my local hometown piece of yeah. stadium cinemas because I want to keep those good seats. Brady, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say we've never really been a, a movie going family. We've gone a few times to see some movies, but um, haven't really done that. I, I, I think. It's absolutely a, there. There's certainly an energy there. I remember seeing the Force Awakens. You know, when the Force Awakens came out, we all went to the theater, and you could feel it in 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 the folks there. Um, but that being said, I can't wait to get back to a theater. Uh, not being able to go has been, you know, it just makes you want to go that much more. But I think that's really something that I'd like to have the family start doing again is having that experience of seeing some of these films, you know, some of them you can watch at home, you know, the cinematic experience, but for things like, you know, the MCU and star Wars and these films that have big visuals and things like that, I can't, I can't wait to get back in the theater. And I I don't think he's, I don't think he's wrong. I've never experienced the theater 
uh, in that way. Like it's never been like a real visceral experience in a shared community and all this, whatever. Right. But I certainly see how some people can have that experience. And, uh, and I don't think he's entirely wrong. Yeah. Agreed. All right. We need to move on because we've got some WandaVision to talk about. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? (laughs) Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! WandaVision! First-person intel from inside the Westview anomaly. What are we looking at here? Is it an alternate reality, time travel? It's a sitcom. Starring two Avengers? It's a working theory. Well, I know the apron is a bit much, dear, but I am doing my best to blend in. Hello, dear. Hiya, kid. Hiya, kiddo. Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs. Something's wrong here. <laughs> Should we just take it from the top? Wanda, Wanda. I don't know how any of this started. What is outside of Westfield? Yeah, I'm not sure what that's about. It's probably just a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, my love. Are you crying? But I'm invested. Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you guys. Please help us get the word out. Please tell a friend about the podcast. And I also want to invite you, if you have not done so already, to hit that podcast subscribe button. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd XP. All right, WandaVision. So what we just listened to was the WandaVision mid-season trailer. Um, All right. I don't think I can do non-spoilers, so we're just heading well, to spoilers. Yeah. Yes, spoilers. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler warning. Um, mid-season. Oh, so I was going to say, which means, listeners, if you have not watched the fifth episode of WandaVision, stop the podcast, go watch it, and then hit resume. Yeah. Hey, I've been uh, does anybody know off the top of their head how many episodes there are in WandaVision? I um, were... I think it was nine. I think there's just nine. two more. That's next week, isn't it? Yeah, because I think they're going to do like release two episodes at once. Kind of like well, that, that was supposed two? to be that there was a trailer yeah. for episodes five and six. Yeah, but they only released episode five. They didn't release episode five and six. So, yeah, because Amanda and I saw that. Like, we. Because we're watching the trailer that they released, uh, and they said, you know, next week, episode five and six. And Brady's saying there's a total of nine. IMDb has nine. The last one airing nine. on the 5th of March. 5th of March. Okay, so 
So, you know, I got to admit, it's getting better. Like, I mean, I the WandaVision has has played out exactly as I thought it would for me. I was I was going to be like bored out of my mind with the first few episodes. And then when it starts picking up and there's actual plot development, then I'll be like, "All right, I'm I'm enjoying it." I'm getting rather like Okay, so we're I'm rewatching them with we're rewatching them with our kids. Yeah. Um cuz our kids did get to watch them at the very beginning. But going over those first three episodes again, it's like you see so much more. Yeah, but it's, they're still boring. No, no, no. no. Boring. Okay, so for the kids. I love Lucy. Okay, the second episode. Every time everyone in unison says for the children. Okay. Then when yeah. Tommy and Billy are t- turned 10 years old, that the the fifth episode, they talk about how there are no other children in the town. Okay. They do. That's so, right. Vision does bring that up. Okay. Yeah. And so the whole for the children was someone is there that started the Westview anomaly with Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch has no idea their intention was for her to have children. They are pushing her for their own agenda. Who's pushing her? We don't know yet. It's probably Mephisto based on the comic books. But the whole thing is, is that that was not something she was doing for the children. Well, and she got pregnant at the end of that episode. Yes. It's a game. It's a theory. I mean, the, okay, the things that we know for, for a fact is that Wanda has said that she doesn't know how this started. So, so, so that throws out right away that Wanda is purposely doing this. But by the time we get to the end of episode five, she's aware of what's going on yeah. and is continuing it based on her own choice and, and free will to do so. So, so she might not have started it, but now she's a willing participant and wants it to yeah. continue in the way it is. And and you can see that they're building up the uh, the the line uh, uh, the line in the sand between her and Vision, and that's going to be an epic, awesome, whatever <laughs> fight. Well, yeah, it was already like that. So that is towards the end of the episode. Which I thought was kind of clever. Can I just say, I liked how the credits started rolling and Vision just kept going. <laughs> My yeah. brain, like, guys, you should have, I, I wish, like, there was a way to film my brain, but it was just, like, kind of, like, caught in the gears. It was, like, so confused as to what was going on because, like, it had been trained, you know, just from, like, those old 80s and, like, yeah. like those old sitcoms. But as soon as the credits roll, like, it's pretty much done. But it kept going and vision yeah. kept going, you know, and my brain was just like, what the heck? What? It's it's ending. Like, it's mm-hmm. not ending. What's going on? And it was like almost a meltdown. Almost. You know, I, I kind of ruined that scene for me because uh, right before that happened, I uh, happened to hit the button to see how much was left of the TV show. And then like moments later, that started happening. And, and so, I, so I knew like, like we still had a, a huge chunk of the episode left. So I kind of. But but I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, it, it was a it was a creative uh, uh, choice yeah. that was really fun. It was really cool, even the, if my brain had a freak out moment. <laughs> the attention to detail that has been done in this series has been phenomenal. I love when they're saying that the anomaly is shaped like a hexagon, and then rewatching everything, and I'm like, there's a hexagon, there's a hexagon, there's a hexagon. Ooh. And yeah. all the hexagons throughout the series, like, 
it, it's just the little attentions to detail yeah. that they did is phenomenal. Yes, but let's not get too excited over a hexagon. I mean, it's just a shape. <laughs> I mean, what's a, it's a shape that's indicative of everything that is Wanda? So, yes. which is hex? Yes, you know that's fine. I, uh, you know, you're talking about the attention to detail. One of the things um, in this, who's the dirtbag guy who's running sword? What's his name? Uh, he's oh. going to be a dirtbag. You know, he's kind of showing his colors now, but. Um. Anyway, you want to say like Hennick? It started with an H. Yeah, I, I wanted to say Haskins, but it could be Hennick. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you think about this. He take when he took uh, Rambo to the to the to into the facility, and he says, "What is it? Like eight or nine days ago, Wanda came in and took Vision. I guess that they were parting out for some of their AI sentient weapons. Um, you know, she came in and took Vision and." resurrected him in you know in westview but then he goes and he's like hey you know he tells rambo hey we've got this little thing i just want to keep you busy here's this little mission i want you to go look at he knew what he was putting her into you know i I don't know what the nefarious intent on that is but it's all kind of coming together you know when you see those different parts and you go back and you rewatch it um yeah, it's it's really kind of making me wonder what the nefarious and I know she's going to evolve into an Avenger at some point. That's uh Monica Rambo is. But um I don't know if this is going to be part of that catalyst or what, but anyway. But it, even when they did the uh, what was it, the X-ray and she came back just as light and they were like over oh, she's overexposed, right? Let's just move on. You know, maybe that's the beginning of that, something with her coming in and out of that anomaly. Who knows? But um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. So that's just going back to what you talked about, Amanda, with the attention to detail. There are little things like that that you're starting to see kind of add up, you know, and I don't know where it's going, but it's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, there's some rumors that some of the people in Westview are going to some of like the background characters are going to be in the multiverse of madness. And that we're going to bring some of those people to that. Ooh, that'll be cool. Well, where did all these people come from? Because if you remember in that one episode, the uh, sheriffs were like, well, there is no town of Westview. and But these are all real people as as Vision is starting to realize they've got like some sort of uh, spell over them that's masking their real personality. Um, and S.W.O.R.D. realizes it, too, because if you remember, they're kind of like, I thought it was funny that how as they're they're putting up like the people that keep popping up in the TV shows. And they're like, this person cast as this person kind of thing. I thought that was funny. But yeah, it's like they're figuring, even S.W.O.R.D. is figuring out who the real people are, too. But yeah, yeah. But, but I guess my, my thought is if, if Wanda completely created Westview, then where did these people come from? Because she didn't completely create all these people. She's basically just taking over their minds. Um, so well, where did the people come from? So here's 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 my thing on that. We don't know that Wanda did it because if if you when when Vision talks to the one guy, what's his name, Norm or whatever, in the in the office, and he kind of breaks the spell for a minute, yeah. he never says Wanda's doing this. He said she's doing this, which could it infers that it's Wanda, but it could also be uh, what's a Agatha? Is that the that's Agnes. the working? Yeah. Well, Agnes is. The working theory is theory is that Agnes is 
is the face of Agatha from the comic books who was, you know, who was there with Mephisto and so, yeah, so it could be, it could be her. So there's some thoughts about the dog that died, that she killed the dog to pressure Wanda to bring it back to life, to make oh, yeah, Wanda yeah. use powers beyond what she thinks she's able mm-hmm. and to have so, the kids guilt her into it. So that I did get that vibe from that scene. I got that same vibe as well. But what's interesting though, actually I got two things real quick. If, if Brady's on the right trail, then that means vision mistook the she for Wanda and they're going to fight each other. And then they're going to realize, Hey, we're actually on the same side. Let's fight this person. So there's going to be an initial fight and then they're going to team up again. And then the Maybe. other, and then the other thing was if she is a bad guy, then why, then why did she have the, Oh, um, Hey, did I, did I stop the script for you? Do you want me to start over type of thing? And then there's the other scene. I think it's from episode three where, where she calls, she purposely calls vision over to the, uh, the fence with the other dude who cut through the wall a little bit and they start having a conversation. And then she's like, wait, wait, we probably shouldn't be telling vision. So if she's the bad guy, then why is she also she's, kind of playing this she's other trying? Because she's bad trying guys aren't all, out. because bad guys aren't all one dimensional anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got motives. Why? What is, what is her aim? What is she trying to do? Is she trying to manipulate Wanda into doing something for her? And then maybe, breaking the barrier between uh between universes mm, i i don't i don't know well there was definitely a push to help have wanda help get monica out because that seemed to be the intention of that conversation was geraldine doesn't have a home like this is yes. and trying to get monica gone because she, monica was somebody that agnes couldn't really control but in that mid-season trailer, there is a scene that shows Vision doing the remove the uh, the spell on her when she's in the car, and then she looks at Vision and and she and she's like, "Hey, where am I? Am, am I dead?" I mean, so so the the spell's getting removed there. So it's it seems that she too is under a spell and might not necessarily be the director of all this craziness. She's too involved with like details and the whole, did I get this right for her not to be heavily involved with like the creation and stuff. And I can see it too, that maybe she is like, I mean, this is me like assuming this site theory is where they're going with, but if she like a follow up question after this, um, if she is like, this Agatha person or whatever, whoever, like that's something I want clarification on. But um, then what if she is powerful enough that she can fake it, you know? So like Vision does the little removal thing and she is aware enough of what's going on that she could just fake it until he like puts her back under the spell. So yeah. yeah, that and she's the only one without a New Jersey license. Well, on the board, oh, yeah. um, a swords board every person has a new jersey license plate on their page except for wanda vision and agnes interesting mm-hmm. now there, there, there's, there is one interesting thing so so, so like 
two minutes ago, I brought up the mid-season trailer thing where she gets her own uh, spell taken away. Now, every yeah, you're right. Every time there's some sort of weird like uh, progression of the story moving forward, she's kind of a catalyst for that. With with the hey, did I did I get the line right or or all this other stuff? And in that mid-season trailer, what does she bring up? She's like, oh, am I dead? Well, no. Why? Of course not. Why'd you say that? Well, because you're dead. And it's like she's like, oh, you know, uh, pl- playing off that potentially to to confuse and further divide uh, vision from from Wanda, maybe. Well, not only does it do that, is it stops him from questioning her in other things she doesn't want revealed. Well, it seems like we've already narrowed down who the bad guy of this is. <laughs> we kind of seem all in agreement well, that she's the bad so guy. Maybe. There was also rumors. I'm still open minded. I'm just playing off of this theory that everyone that Brady brought up. Yeah, it's a good theory based off of actions for the past five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, support to it. And I would have, I would have never have thought of that until we sat down and started talking about this. And oh, I know, same here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have any massive suspicions that definitely pointed to her. Well, the the crazy part for me still is trying to think of why it's for the children, for the children, multiple times that episode, and what then she children, gets yeah, and she gets pregnant with twins, not just one child. Children for the children. Is it? Is there any way? Do Do you think that there? Do you think there's any way that maybe the children could actually be like the children, uh, meaning uh, like the mutants, the children of the mutants? Children of the Atom? Yeah, kind of thing. And that they're using WandaVision to suddenly create mutants and bring them into this world, into the MCU. I mean, mean, she she recast Quicksilver to the X-Men's... you know, Fox's X-Men Quicksilver, which by the way, I can't, did we mention that on the podcast? We have not talked about that yet. We have not. No, oh, I, was, I, I figured that would be a big finale kind well, of thing. Uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, so real, real quick, real quick. Um, I think it was very shortly after we filmed, uh, uh, our, we did our um, first episode on WandaVision. I started seeing a lot of pretty uh, uh, credible reports saying that uh, Fox's X-Men universe's Quicksilver was going to be in WandaVision. And we never talked about it. Uh, I kind of feel bad. But anyways, so so I wasn't actually surprised when I saw him. I was like, oh, that's him. I was even telling him, oh, that's him. That's totally him. So well, I had been reading rumors <laughs> that he was going to play the adult version of one of her sons, which I thought would have been super cool. Yeah. But that would have been cool. It, it worked out really well. I'm really hoping that they keep him in the next episode and we kind of see what goes from there. But we haven't seen him in any of the trailers yeah. yet. And I think they did that on purpose just in case trailers yeah. leaked and had to Well, 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 that, that, but, but my question to you guys is, in the MCU, are they going to use Wanda to suddenly kind of blip into existence mutants into the MCU? Like, do you I guys get that vibe? You think they are? Anybody? Oh, yeah. I, I think we're going to bring multiverse mutants in and Wanda is actually used in the comic books to remove all mutant powers on earth. Well, if she can remove them, why not bring and them so to her? And so giving them, that could be really cool. Gosh, that and would be so cool. Honestly, if they do multiverse, I'm okay with taking some of Fox's mutants, but 
can we leave some of their X-Men over there? So, yeah. Hey, what what are the accords from uh, that came about from Civil War? I'm trying to remember the, the Sokovian the, Accords. The Sokovian Accords. Now, what I like about the Sokovian Accords is that it provides a uh, foundational context to the MCU universe for not liking mutants already. Mm. And I was thinking about that because right, they yeah. got the Sokovia Accords. They they play this all out with the uh, the Avengers and all their uh, Civil War stuff. And now we're going to have people saying, well, we got mutants popping up all over Earth. We got no idea who they are. They're going crazy. We've got registration. This, yes, we've got we've got this accords. Now we need to expand the accords to register all mutants. And then it, it, it to me, it just feels like it flows so naturally from that. So and I, into the Sentinels. Yes. <laughs> MCU Sentinels. Yes. I was just about uh, to say that. <laughs> Yes, yes. One of the uh, one of the parts of the the trailer um, that really uh, piqued my interest when it showed Vision going up to the wall of the uh, of the hex. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens there. Honestly, yeah. I'm still hoping for Wanda's real dad to show up what? and have been a mutant the whole time. Well, because her know, real dad is Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Woo! Okay. Sorry. Well, Wait a minute. Uncle Austin, calm down. Will yes. there? Whoa. Yes, I'm getting excited. Okay. All right. Whoa. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. All right. Okay, I'm getting excited here. Whew. Whew. Okay. So, so I'm sure some of you have heard because we because we had our uh, super uh, superhero SmackDown last podcast, we couldn't talk about this, but there have been rumors. Uh, well, not rumors. You know. Uh, Somebody pretty much straight up asked if there was going to be a Luke Skywalker size cameo in WandaVision. And, uh, you know, that question came up from an interview that Elizabeth Olsen did with TV Line. And basically what she said was, um, yes, I'm really excited. Uh, there, There's so much left in store. I encourage all fans to settle in and, and uh, because there's more coming. But basically, yes there was going to be some sort of giant cameo. Now, now my question is, was that cameo in episode five? Was it Quicksilver? Or, or, could we get Mag freaking Nito in WandaVision? I think. I want Magneto. Eric, what? I know. I think that would be awesome. Would it be? I but really I think don't think Superman is dead. No, no, no. I don't think Quicksilver is the Luke Skywalker's eyes cameo. Would it be? No, it's would, it, would it be Fox's X-Men universe uh, Ian McKellen? No. Or would it be... Maybe someone new. No, no, no. Or would it be Magneto dude from uh, Days of Future uh, Past? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yes, Fast Fast Binger or whatever his name is. I'm having, I'm, I'm <laughs> having a brain fart. I will make it up. Fast Bender. I'm having a brain fart. So Ian McKellen... Or fast bender. No, it needs to be someone new. No, it needs no. to be someone new. What? Michael why Fassbender. Would, why does why does it have to be somebody new? Okay, so that, that would not be a Luke Skywalker sized cameo. Then look, here's a new guy. Ta-da! No, that's not it. It would Ian freaking McKellen showing up as Magneto. I I will be 
jumping out of my pants excited, man. Okay, so we can't bring everyone over from Fox's X-Men. Why? It's bad. They own it. But Fox's no. X-Men was so bad. It no. was awful. It X-Men. was terrible. X-Men. Don't bring it over. X-Men 2, X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men, uh, uh, The Wolverine, uh, Logan. No. Okay. No. Power Three. No, no. Okay. The only movie. Power Creep. That's why you can't bring every all the X Men over. The only I mean, X Men. There from are a narrative standpoint, if you continue to pr- introduce more and more power, you have to either introduce more powerful villains, or you need to start killing off heroes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. And whatever. that's what they did with. Yeah. That's what they did with Endgame. They killed off three yeah. of our uh, our main heroes. Yeah, and the big bad guy. And they basically said these guys are not invincible. Now, if you start adding in all these mutants, some of yeah. them which have Omega level powers. Yes. Yes. Then you're basically escalating it. You have to come up yes. with a uh, an unbelievable reason why they can't. So, uh, as I was saying, I'm, I'm really okay with them bringing some over because of multiverse stuff. What, what, what was wrong I, with X-Men Universe? Rogue. Rogue. Oh, that's rogue, 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 rogue. That's rogue, rogue. No, you don't get to. You don't get to just you know poop on an entire X Men franchise because they did one character bad. Okay, Jean look, Grey, Jean look, Grey, Jean Grey, Jean Grey. Look, X Men was great. X Men Two was great. No, X Men Three was was it was a was, was a dumpster not as fire. good as dumpster it, fire. To be. it was a complete no. dumpster and fire. And then and then we got X Men First Class was great. X-Men Days of Future Past was great. X-Men Apocalypse, eh. <laughs> X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix, hey, eh. Austin, and then what you're saying they, what is that we th- need to get rid of Tom Holland to bring back Tobey Maguire. That's what you're saying right what? now. What is that we need to get rid of Tom Holland so we can bring back Tobey Maguire. We can't have new people in the MCU because you want to bring no. back everyone. And I'm simply saying, let's recast some of them. We can bring some yes, of them from why, X- from why would you re- but we don't need to bring all of them. Why would you recast Ian McKellen's freaking awesome Magneto? I mean... Because Ian McKellen isn't Magneto in every universe. But he yes. should be. <laughs> How old is Ian okay, McKellen? I honestly, they should just bring Sir Patrick Stewart and yeah, have but he said Professor no. X come out. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, ho, ho, ho. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm okay with Patrick wait, wait, wait. Stewart coming in. Patrick Stewart has gone on record, and he has said that he had uh, he was invited to have talks about returning as Professor X, and he said no. He doesn't want to do that. But, if, but that means Disney is open to bringing him back. They would be open to bringing in McKellen's uh, okay, Magneto Okay, Austin, is Austin's feeling no. better now? Oh, yes, I am feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So look at it. Ian McKellen is 81 years old. You're right. They're probably going to be recasting that. <laughs> but dang it. Dang it. I don't know what to feel. I don't know how to feel now. He's 81 years old. I mean, they can't get, they can't, they can't get the next like 10 years of X-Men MCU films out of yeah. a Magneto that old. Uh, Ian McKellen, you were so great. Uh, you have Michael Fassbender. That was kind of his role was being that younger, 
like the younger version but the of the whole thing is, is he remembers like 90s yeah but like or 80s. older older looking magneto and older looking professor x just feels right compared it's to true. no i i do like when i think yeah. of Magneto coming back it's in mckellen look look if the actors that play uh professor x and magneto could take their shirts off and go swimming at the beach and have girls oogle them then they're too young okay they're too young <laughs> I think I can speak for all of nerddom when I say that. I don't so, know. Um, what are you I telling like, me they were born old? What I like about the idea of Magneto coming in is it shows that the X-Men were there. We just, the, the mutants were hiding really well. And so we don't have to have Wanda bringing out the X-Men because she had these powers before she was messed with, with the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone just, or not the Mind Stone, which someone would mess with it her? Was, it was the Mind Stone, yes. The Reality Stone? No, it was the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone, okay. Stone. Yeah, the Reality the Stone, stone yes. smoke stuff. Okay, Um. Anyway, so the Mind Stone messed with her and maybe expanded her powers that she already had innately because her father was a mutant. So I'm thinking that's the way they should go. I know what the cameo is. I figured it out. You ready? Uh oh. When they open the door to the next, the next time it rings, we're gonna hear the theme song to the '90s X-Men cartoon. Dun 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 dun. dun. That is how you bring the X-Men into the MCU. You do it with a bang with cartoon the uh, character. Right, with, yeah, with the, with the cartoon theme song. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're not going to do that because they've even said in phase four, they're not doing it that hardcore yet. What? X-Men is probably going to be saved for phase five. It's got to oh be a slow, word. it's going to be a slow burn to X-Men. I cannot, slow burn. I cannot wait until the X-Men get into the MCU. I cannot yeah. wait. That's going to be sweet. It is going to be so good. Ugh. I hope I, they find somebody to do Wolverine, right? Give me uh, Hugh Jackman 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I'm salivating at the nerd glands just to the thought of X-Men in the MCU right now. Like, I am so excited. Yeah, uh, they did miss the window with Hugh Jackman as far as yeah. having him in that universe. That We yeah, can blame Fox perfect. for not selling themselves before they needed to have done that earlier. Did you? Did you guys hear what uh, Ryan Reynolds said, uh, his his initial thoughts on Deadpool 3, what it was going to be? Did you hear about this? No. Ryan Reynolds said that uh, bef- before Fox was sold to Disney, uh, he was trying to get uh, he was trying to get Deadpool 3 to move in the direction of a uh, buddy road trip movie of him and Wolverine stuck in a car. So that's <laughs> that's what he was thinking of doing. Which would have been pretty, pretty freaking hilarious. So I just want there to be another Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 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 where do we think WandaVision's going now that we talked a lot of X Men? <laughs> or do we think? Or do we think it's going in that yeah, direction? W- Wanda and Quicksilver are two of the only characters that go between X-Men and the Avengers Mm, a lot. And that's why there could be a Fox Quicksilver and a Fox and an MCU Quicksilver because they were both X-Men 
and Avengers. Well, do, are we going to be seeing? Do you think Quicksilver's here to stay for the uh, the rest of the episodes? Like, is he going to be a you know kind of a one so. and done character? I think I feel like episode six will determine that because mm. that's how I'm feeling. Is like I I I really want to see where this is going now that they brought back Quicksilver and especially her face because it's like. It's her brother, but it's not yeah. her brother. You know, I really liked that twist to it. You know, it's like recast yeah. as this other universe Quicksilver kind of thing. Um, and I, I feel like episode six will really determine that if how how much he'll be in WandaVision. I think he'll be That's around. I think I think I think he'll be around for a while. I just love how Darcy goes. She recast her brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 is kind of funny. But let's be honest: the better of the two Quicksilvers showed up at that door. <laughs> so I agree with that. I like the Fox one. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, man, my heart's pumping thinking about X Men uh, popping up into uh, Wandavision. So well, the problem is, is X Men is the A list of the Marvel comics, and so they really have to be careful treading X Men in to not overshadow what they've already done. I don't, I don't think they will. I think they could mesh it in real easily. They they will be able to, but they have to tread carefully and make it well, sure and do are. it right. And with their attention to detail, I'm sure they are too. Uh, yes. So, so okay, is Magneto showing up in WandaVision? Yes. Yes. I think I yes. We're 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 saying it is happening. Oh, uh, so that 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 okay. Is Wanda that is our prediction? That's our prediction. Is Wanda creating the mutants in the MCU? No. Or no. they already existed. You think they already existed? Yes. Because I, she her powers come from the fact that she's a mutant, I think the Mind Stone just expanded them. Okay. Well, then why? I agree with that. Then why haven't we seen mutants before? Then they're hiding because of copyright reasons. <laughs> that's, that's that's the actual answer. Yes. <laughs> but but something in Wanda, but something in Wanda Vision is going to open up the door for mutants big time in the MCU. Do we do we think that's I think, Our prediction? I think Magneto revealing himself to rescue Wanda when she goes to totally rescue Wanda. Oh yeah, he's gonna rescue Wanda from Sword. Interesting. Join my uh, Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. That's what I think is gonna happen. Is because Wanda oftentimes becomes a villain because I actually of got how goosebumps she- when you threw that out there. I was like, "Ooh, that sounds good." Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm going to be freaking out. So that's my prediction. That's oh, what I want to see word. happen. Any, oh. I, I'm at a loss for words because I'm just, I'm thinking about Magneto coming in and like being that Luke Skywalker size cameo. Uh, I will say this. These last two episodes have really changed my view of WandaVision because those first few ones I was like, oh, okay, this is, I'm watching this because there's no more Mandalorian for a while, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> something else. 
And and these last two episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm start. I'm, I'm and to quote Darcy, like I'm invested. <laughs> so, Jacka, my challenge yeah. to you is to go and rewatch all of the no. other episodes. No, no. I do want to now. I do okay. want okay. to now and like pay attention for like right. the hexagons you were pointing out and all that stuff. Like, because yeah, I didn't notice it before, but yeah, I want to pay. Um, like, I I am going to because I want okay, to so, pay so- attention. You, everybody listening to this podcast knows I'm not necessarily a great fan of the first few episodes, like Jekka and like Amanda. Today, I went back and watched them. Amanda still finds them like fascinating. Yes, I saw things I didn't see beforehand, but that doesn't mean I suddenly like. The foreshadowing I, that, is that crazy. Does, that does not mean that does not mean I like I love Lucy episodes. Like I I, I don't want to watch that. That's just me. So, anyways. But does is it has it gotten it better? Yes. And when Magneto shows up, it will be great. <laughs> so I am so crossing my fingers for Magneto. I want Magneto so bad. I I honestly just want to see Austin be uh, all t- all kind of excited about Magneto. <laughs> I want to see the Luke Skywalker comes to get Baby Yoda level from Austin. <laughs> well, Magneto. Mag- I think Magneto might be my favorite Marvel villain. I really like Magneto. Um, and it will be different. When Luke Skywalker showed up in The Mandalorian, I had to pause it and let my brain catch up with the sheer awesomeness. That's how emotionally invested I am. But when Magneto shows up, I, I'm not as emotionally invested, but, but my my excitement will be able to come to the surface immediately. There won't be any roadblocks. Okay. So it can be Ian McKellen rescuing her and be from the other multiverse from the other universe. And he can basically explain to her, her father is still alive somewhere in the world because the father who died wasn't her real father. That could be really cool. Amanda, your job is to make sure that you have your video running Doing yes. that whole that, on, that right on Austin. Episode, I got. I got to see how he record his reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Any 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 last thoughts about Wandavision? Anything we haven't talked about that we should? Anything we missed? I will take that as a no. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked it out. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about and i totally forgot this what are we talking about next episode (laughs) (laughs) next podcast oh uh, we're talking about um right is it bob's book club next episode bob doesn't yeah hold on i'm trying to find (laughs) anybody else reading the book please wait i'm getting there i I think we could wait i got a backlog i gotta work through Okay, so maybe next week we'll figure it out. We'll call it the podcast surprise. (laughs) Podcast surprise. I like. Well, I mean, we could do Indiana Jones. No podcast surprise. (laughs) Oh, we were supposed to talk Wandavision end of season. Yeah, we will when that comes up. Anyway, podcast surprise. Let's get going. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we got to figure it out. So podcast surprise. We're, we're ending the podcast. podcast okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, folks. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Please hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe. 
And review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we don't know what we're talking about, but you can leave us uh, a voicemail if you want to talk nerdy to us at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. Uh, you can also email us your thoughts at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by searching Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to give us a like, give us a share, and tell a friend about us. But from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Catch you later. Hey-o. Adios. <laughs>